Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs. And this is your Thursday edition, November 19th, y'all. We've got a huge Thursday night football game, a rematch, a rivalry, one that's probably going to have a whole lot of impact on how these playoffs shake out. We're going to get to that in the third segment. We've got a lot to talk about today. But first, we've got to talk to you about our friends at Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of the 1% of the 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Ryan, I often watch with a Pepsi when I'm reviewing tape, when I'm watching live games. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to watch watch a game with Pepsi on Thursday Night Football when the Seahawks take on the Cardinals. There might be a little bit of something else in that Pepsi, too. But uh, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to football. Made for, go to made for football watching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. I just said a mouthful. Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> I'm hanging in, and uh, this is like maybe one of the Thursday night games. You don't need to add anything to that, Pepsi. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean listen, listen, you, you don't, but you still got to do, right? <laughs> You're going to have a good time. Weekend um, is almost here. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, just a, just a little little early. But, um, but Ryan, we, before we get to Thursday night football and so many of the great games we've got lined up this weekend, we got to talk about some of the top stories. Top story number one. The, the Raiders have been just slapped with a lot of players being put into quarantine uh, on, you know, this announcement coming out on Wednesday. It's really cutting it razor thin to see if these guys are going to be able to play on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs on uh, Sunday night football. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a real rough spot for the Raiders because, you know, all these guys, they got to test negative and they're all close contacts with someone who test, tested positive. It's, this, is pretty, this is pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the term hair of your chinny-chin-chin chin comes to mind about whether they're going to get these guys on the field or not. Uh, evidently, Cleveland Farrell actually tested positive, um, and everybody who's come into contact with him seems to be on the watch list. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You could get these guys back, and like you said, it's going to be right down to the wire. But in the meantime, you don't get to practice, and it's not – uh, it's never a good week to take a week off of practice and try to play a game, but certainly coming up against Patrick Mahomes, that's not a good week to have this happen. Not at all. It's, it's, uh, this, is, this is the last week that you want to have questions about continuity and players missing practices and then having to do things virtually. You'd like for everything to be normal on Patrick Mahomes week. Um, and, and also because the Raiders are still the only team that's beaten the Chiefs the Chiefs, they're, they're not going to forget that, man. They're going to want to come into this game and punish the Raiders, and they're not going to feel sorry for you if you're missing however many players you're missing uh, because of COVID-19. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. And, uh, you know, we cover it quite a bit over on Locked on Chiefs, and it's, it is renewed the rivalry, and that's kind of fun for the league to see something where there's actually some competition. Uh, I think – it's a shame to see this happen to them. Um, hopefully, it's just the one player that it has been hadn't held out, and everybody else comes back negative, and they can actually put a, few, uh, a team on the field that they can be proud of and, and co compete with. Yeah, and on top of that, the NFL made the announcement starting Saturday: all 32 teams are to operate in intensive protocols with the for for COVID nineteen. That means that you know it's going to be ramping up protections across the board and where everyone needs to be. Um, the Steelers have been in that 
for th- for three weeks now. So um, it's no change there. But I think it's just the NFL saying, "Hey, guys, we got to st- we got to you know the, the the numbers are ramping up around the country. Can't take this as a joke anymore." Uh, or take this lightly, this has to be serious 100% of the time. Yeah, it, it's going to cost somebody games here pretty quick. And I know the league is paranoid. I, honestly, there was a time I didn't think we'd get to this point in this season. So I think they're kind of likely happy that they've done it. Now they're just seeing the end of the tunnel in sight, and they want to make sure they lock everything down, keep teams on the field, keep them, uh, you know, renew your dedication to being healthy. I agree. I agree. It's going to be interesting there. Now, uh, one more to, uh, news tidbit here that I thought was just wild for 2020. There was a report that came out from a Fox Sports One reporter that uh, Giants head coach Joe Judge got into a, a, a fist fight with his offensive line <laughs> coach Colombo, um, and uh, that that preceded them firing Colombo from the team. Now that report of a fist fight has been refuted by several Giants beat reporters, um, but. Still, it is true that he that that he was cut for or he has been re- released from the team and they've promoted someone else. I just read this and I was just like, why not? Why not head coaches fighting assistant coaches physically in front of me? That, that just makes so sense for this year. I think there's an age mismatch there. And, you know, 2020, I, I won't put anything past it. I'll be glad when this is over to tell you the truth. But yeah, I mean, abysmal seasons, even when you, you see glimmers of hope. Uh, it really lays out who needs to be stepping up and who maybe needs to be replaced. Now, last thing here before we throw to our first break here, Ryan, let's talk about the MVP race that's going on right now because voting is going to start has started with that. Pro Bowls voting is, is up. And I want to get your top five players who should be in that MVP conversation because everyone's going to have Patrick Mahomes, 25 touchdown passes, one only one interception thrown. Um, you know, people are going to talk about Russell Wilson. He has 28 touchdown passes and 10, and 10 interceptions. Aaron Rodgers has poked into that with 26 touchdowns to three interceptions. Um, but there's some younger quarterbacks, too, who are in that conversation. In both Kyler, who, who actually just faced off last Sunday for an amazing game, Kyler Murray with uh, 17 passing touchdowns and eight interceptions, but also 10 rushing touchdowns. Um, and then Josh Allen for the Bills. 21 passing touchdowns, seven interceptions, and five rushing touchdowns. Uh, where do you see the all these guys kind of playing out around each other? You know, I think it's been a tale of a roller coaster this season, up and down and back and forth. And um, obviously, you've seen Mahomes rise lately. He had that string early that, uh, that kind of dipped him down. I think same thing with Josh Allen. You saw him come out hot and cool off, and he's starting to resurge for me it's it's been pretty steady for Aaron Rodgers especially given what they've had to deal with and Devontae and and the guys because I don't know any of their other names but it's a challenge I think and I think Russ was out front for a long time seeing that dip I, I said earlier this season I think it might have even been on this show that is it time to consider Murray an option here and I think the longer he plays the more he's putting that up I mean, that's the thing. He continues to come through for his team and being the mainstay of their offense. Um, so certainly, Ryan, I think Murray's in the discussion. I, I still lean to Patrick Mahomes just because he's Patrick Mahomes. But, um, you know, with, with the way that he's contributed, I mean, he has 27 touchdowns right now on the season. Um, that, that, that has to be accounted for. Uh, you know, I think the only people that are that are tied with him now in that are uh, Aaron Rodgers, but he is 27, and Russell Wilson does have 29. Um, 
but it's remarkable what he's been able to put up there and quickly. This is just his second year in the league. And yes, he went, they went and got DeAndre Hopkins, but Hey, you make, you take advantage of what you have in front of you. Well, and we've seen, it's been like magic year number two, right? At least as a starter, Mahomes, then Lamar seems like it's Murray's turn. Right. And nothing, I could never take anything away from that catch that hop made because that was incredible. But let's not forget what had to be done in order to deliver that ball because I think that's gone under the radar quite a bit. And Murray made a heck of a play himself. He certainly did. He certainly did. Um, Murray, you know, he because he, he had to extend the play a bit. He had to roll out. He had to find him. And he had to put up the rainbow so that De- DeAndre Hopkins could pull down that pass. A huge play from him. I think that, that plays like that, they get you in the MVP conversation with the voters. Um, and you know what? It was a great time to watch football. And I could tell you, I could tell you, Ryan, it's great for anyone to watch football, right? Yeah. Every time, every week, all day long. <laughs> and Ryan's not alone because we, we're not alone because you're watching with us. And that includes the league of football watchers that Pepsi has been talking to us about all season. And this season, it's definitely different this week as much as any other. Uh, but Pepsi's ready to get you ready for game day, no matter how you're going to watch it. Pepsi's a refreshment that you need to power through game day to become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Those passionate fans that are the real talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for us, those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. And you can get more over at madeforfootballwatching.com. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast in the Thursday edition. Now, as you guys know, we always predict games uh, on the Thursday edition. But today, we've got so many good ones. We're going to do two segments on it. First, we're going to preview the top games on from Sunday and Monday and then and give you predictions. And then in the third segment, that's when we get the Thursday night football to get all you Cardinals and Seahawks and NFC West fans ready for that. But our first game we talk about right now, Ryan, 6-3 and three Titans at the 6-3 and three Ravens. Both of these teams scrambling for answers. Lost games last week that they needed to win. Um, and uh, both kind of reeling, you know, and this is a rematch from a game where the Titans upset the Ravens in Baltimore last year in the playoffs. This is an interesting spot. I, I, I lean toward the Titans because I still think Derrick Henry can get things done. I think that the Ravens have a lot more question marks when it comes to their offense than the Titans right now. Yeah, I mean, I have to tell you, I thought this was going to be the marquee matchup, not only of the week, but of the, the midseason. Yeah. And it just hasn't played out that way. There's there's a lot of question marks. I know, you know, the passing game in Tennessee has been, you know, whatever it is. If you want to detract from Ryan Tannehill, do it at your own peril because I think he'll come back on you. Mm-hmm. But the question mark for me is in Baltimore, I mean, it's Mark Andrews. Yeah. And, and Mark Andrews. <laughs> and I just don't know after that. I keep waiting for Hollywood to do Hollywood things, but I haven't seen it. That's the thing. Uh, as a person, like I cover the Steelers and, you know, my, my base, all my locked on Steelers listeners there, you know, there's been a lot of people saying Lamar Jackson's this and that and the third, but I've said for a while, it's not about Lamar. It's about the lack of anything around Lamar. And when they lost Marshall Yonda, I was like, that's going to be a huge hit. And that's going to show at some point this season. And it has, um, so I look at this game, and I think the Titans can still do more with their offense against the Ravens than then vice versa. Um, I think the Titans will, will provide enough of a challenge. I think this will go down to the wire, but I got the Titans winning a big road game. Yeah, I mean, can I just, can I just say, 
can, can I get my guy Dobbins a little work, please? <laughs> um, can we maybe hit the edges with him a little bit? I'd like to see it too, because I, I'm right with you. I don't, I'm not even going to look at a score because right now I, I don't see this as a competition like I thought I was going to. I'm taking the Titans as well. Now we got to move on to our other top games of the week. Our next one is an interconference matchup here. It's the Packers at 7-2 at the Colts at 6-3. and three. Now these are two old-timey quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers versus Phillip Rivers. But the Colts, they, you know, they had a chance to really prove them for themselves over the past few games. They've wavered back and forth. Um, they've been tough. Now, they, they were able to bounce back last week against the Titans. But the Packers, they're, you know, they're, they're the team that they've been very consistent in the NFC. Uh, they, you know, I think they're, they're, the top te- they're the top seed in the NFC right now. This is going to be an interesting game because they're, they're on the road with, with the Colts. The Colts' defense has been really tough. I'm, I'm not sure that this is going to be as easy a game for Aaron Rodgers as I thought it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, easy would not come to my mind either. I agree with you, and I like what they're doing in Indianapolis with their defense. But when I look at this game, if you close your eyes, what comes to me is that that scene from Days of Thunder back in the day with the two dudes in the wheelchairs and they're racing. Like, this could be these guys in a couple of years, right? So, I mean, don't knock Phillip to the ground and maybe he won't try to tackle you, but – he has these moments, right? And I think, honestly, competition brings the most out of Phillip Rivers. And Aaron Rodgers is plenty of competition. Now, the question is, can they get the run game going again with, with Jones? Can they get some other targets that consistently can make you pay besides Devontae? And that defense is going to be formidable. I, I've watched the linebackers. I, I think they're both really good, and I think Okarike is underrated. So keep an eye on that. But right now, I have to go pack overall just because I think that in the end, they're going to have a slight edge in their firepower. Yeah, I, I, I lean that way too. I just think Devontae Adams is going to cause a whole lot of problems uh, for this, uh, for this Colts team. And also on the flip side, you know, you, you look, I, I like the athleticism of the Packers defense. It shouldn't be, un, uh, it shouldn't be left out that they're a talented group of either. Um, you've got this Darius Smith uh, playing, playing at a high level. Um, you know, I, I look forward to seeing this game. I think it's going to be a huge one for, uh, for, for both of these teams moving forward. The Colts, to me, really need this. Uh, if the Packers lose this, they, I think they still, they still have that command over the NFC North. But the Colts, they cannot afford to fall out of step. They need to take every chance they get to get over the Titans um, because this is going to be a, a, a very interesting home stretch here. So we're both going Packers there. Uh, moving down the line to a game where you're going to be watching in full in full in full in full effect, we've got the Chiefs eight and one at the Raiders six and three. Chiefs lost to the Raiders earlier this year, but the Raiders are decimated right now, and there's still a chance they can get their guys back. Like for example, last week, uh, you know everyone was fretting because Ben Roethlisberger and three other Steelers were on the COVID list after a backup tight end tested positive for COVID, but they all came back. But granted. That was on. That happened on Monday. This announcement came out on Wednesday with Cleveland Farrell testing positive. I, I think that this is a much bigger problem for the Raiders in a week where they need to be as on point as possible. I can't argue with you, uh, and it's a shame because this is this is probably the best matchup we're going to see for the West in particular, but for the AFC here in a, in a couple of weeks between these two games in the AFC this this week. There's some pretty good ones and. This is a chance for the Chiefs actually to get their kind of get right because uh, they were not happy 
they never like to lose, as no one does, to a division rival. Mm-hmm. But to just not be prepared. The, you cost yourself touchdowns last time. You gave up mistake-laden touchdowns to them last time. Um, and they like to do laps around your stadium when they win. And uh, whether that's really in the bulletin board or in their minds, these players see that as the lone splurge on their perfect record, and they're not happy about it. I'm taking the Chiefs easily. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs here too. I just think that they're gonna they're gonna punish the Raiders, and and I still I still don't believe in the Raiders too much. They've had some great upsets this year, uh, but I'm with you there. Last game before we cut to the break and we talk about Thursday night football is Monday night football, a huge matchup in the NFC. Rams at six and three, who had a huge win over the Seahawks last week, against the Buccaneers, who rebounded with a win over the Panthers. The Buccaneers they got slaughtered by the Saints two weeks ago. Now they face another team that's one of the tough teams. I, I, I look at this game, I think – I'm not sure if this is my game of the week, but it's right up there because I love what a lot of – what both of these teams do on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you. It's it's right up there too. It would be definitely the biggest one on the NFC side if it wasn't for the Thursday nighter. It's It comes down to this. You got embarrassed against the Saints. You come back a little bit. Tom's Tom. It's like – uh, it's the uh, Benjamin Button version of Rob Gronkowski. It seems to be getting smaller as he gets older. But for me, the best way to help all those guys, as you wait for Antonio Brown to maybe get up to speed, seven for 69 last week, okay, that's something. But it's the run game. You don't know if it's going to be Ronald Jones or if it's going to be Fournette. You can use that. I think that they should, and maybe that can take some steam out of that defensive front um, because you need all the help you can get. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to go right with you. I'm going with the Rams as well. Um, being at home, I think it's going to help. And this is also – it's kind of the weird thing, but this is a, this is an East Coast to West Coast flip. Um, I, don't, I don't like it when teams travel all that way. And the Buccaneers have just been very inconsistent this year. Um, before that went over the Panthers, they, had, they got destroyed by the Saints, struggled against the Giants. I think that Aaron Donald causes a lot of problems for Tom Brady. And Jalen Ramsey can take away Mike Evans. And this, this is a defense that can bang with the Buccaneers. Um, I think enough gets done in the end for the Rams to come out on top at home. We're going to throw it to one more break here. We come back. It's Thursday night football time. Cardinals, Seahawks. Who will win? Fine. Find out for who we think after this. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's the Thursday edition with the third segment here wrapping up. I'm Chris Carter. He's Ryan Tracy. Ryan, I agree. This is the game of the week. You look at, you know, how this game happened in prime time before – the Cardinals, you'll pull it out. Buda Baker with the long interception return. Um, DK Metcalf running him down. The highlight of this. What is your key factor here on either side that's going to be the determining factor of this game and how this plays out? Well, clearly that interception was was a key play. What it was able to do was a key play. The passing games, these are two Guys in the running for the MVP. Both quarterbacks are hot in their own way. I know Russ has cooled off a little bit, but he's still cooking. Um, There's plenty in that. So how do you combat that? Do you see more time of possession? Do you see them try to establish the run? Because what I would have said earlier in the season that the Seahawks probably had the better stable, especially injury-wise, I'm going to say now that you have a little bit of back and forth with with Drake and Edmonds, and I'm going to give them the edge. Can they hold the ball a little bit, keep it out of Russ's hands, and allow what is not the most physical defense, but one that I think can take advantage even against DK 
in Buda and Byron and Pat. I mean, there, there's players back there. Um, I'm going to take the upset. If it is an upset, I don't know. I'm going to take the cards. Yeah, I'm not so sure it's an upset because the Cardinals beat them last time, right? Yeah. Now, the only thing about this is that I don't like picking Russell Wilson to be swept. I just mm. – that, that I have a hard time looking at. But, again, when I look at those matchups, when I look across the board, I see, like you said, that, that the defense, I, I think there's a lot more things that they do better on the Cardinals defense than the Seahawks defense. And both of these offenses can be extremely explosive here. Ugh, man, I, again, I, I think this is, I think this is going to be a fun game. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think both teams are going to put up big points. Ugh, I'm struggling here, man, but I, you know what? I Forget it. We got to split on something. We keep picking. We always picked way too much the same. <laughs> I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm thinking that Russell Wilson, he's at home. They need this win. They do not want to get swept. And it's so hard to sweep a very good opponent with a very good quarterback like Russell Wilson. And the Cardinals, they're coming off that big win against the Bills. I think that they're, they're, they're still a young team, and especially with Kyler Murray. They're still figuring things out. Russell Wilson and, those, and the Seahawks, they cannot afford to fall into a skid. Uh, you know, in these NFC playoff, in this NFC playoff race, I think that the Seahawks find a way to hold on at home, even without the twelves. Hey, that's a good look, and you know, players that can make the difference in my book, Tyler Lockett, I think, is somebody that can exploit some things and make big plays without having to draw all the attention that DK is going to get. Right. And my big question to you is: as we've watched this season progress, a lot of drama early, and I'm still kind of waiting. He's been good in the box. He's been making some plays, but I just don't feel like Jamal Adams is fully integrated in that defense yet. I don't see him being the X factor that I thought he would be in raising the level of that unit. Do you think that happens now? Uh, I don't know if it happens now. I do think that you're going to see maybe a, a smarter way to use him. He hasn't really worked out yet for them, but I still like Bobby Wagner. I still think that this group does have talent. They just need to find different ways to use it. But again, the thing for me is that with Russell Wilson in, he's going to find ways to mitigate those problems. He's going, he's been, he's been that kind of quarterback. I know people are saying, Oh, he's not cooking now. Some, some people say, I know you, you're saying he still, he still has that, but you know, this isn't going to simmer. It's on a simmer. It's on a simmer, but um I, I just I, I like what I like what he has with DK Metcalf. If Tyler Lockett can be healthy, that's huge. If Lockett's out, then I I'll for sure then I would I, I would re- recant this. But he's questionable. I have mm-hmm. to think he's going to play. He's a tough guy. Um, I think that's the thing is that their defense does enough to hold on and to give Russell Wilson a chance. And I think if this comes down to this, may, I mean this may be a game. And I, I'm sorry to use the cliche, but uh, this may be a game with whoever has it last wins. Um, and I just I, I like the idea of Russell Wilson getting that chance and coming on the field and saying, "All right, I'm going to do what I do and walk down the field on a Cardinals defense and either lead them to a, a game-winning field goal or throw the game-winning touchdown pass." Um, I just I feel like there's there's something there in the magic for the for the Seahawks moving forward. And and again, both of us we've talked about how the Cardinals are a dark horse in this NFC. Yeah, and I mean, it may come down simply to the fact I agree with you. The last possession may be what determines it, but. When you take a look at where they are, this is a short week. It's only been a few days, right? So you have the Cardinals, like you said, coming off a high. The Seahawks coming off of getting pretty beat up by the Rams. You know, not just a loss, but I think physically more draining. So it's going to be tight. And I think it's going to probably be the highlight of the Thursday night schedule. 
I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be tough to find any Thursday night game that, that, that lives up, lives up to that hype moving forward. Um, you know, and again, division rivals, prime, you know, prime time quarterbacks that, that are, that are facing up against each other, that kind of stuff you don't find every week. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and again, Thursday night's games, they're already rough. And it's, it's funny when you look at some of these games, you thought that they would be big, um, you know, Patriots Rams would have been a, it's a Super Bowl rematch, but who cares with Tom Brady gone, um, Ravens Cowboys, that would have been spectacular. Now I will say, uh, with, uh, with, with, although the, probably the biggest game left on Thursday night football schedule is Thanksgiving night, Ravens Steelers, everybody was watching that one. Um, that's a, that, that's going to be a huge one, but also don't overlook, uh, uh, well, there's no Thursday nights. Actually, that is that that that'll probably be the last big one um, there for 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 Thursday night football. Um, in fact, that uh, no, they, they, there's there's one more after that one. But but uh, but yeah, there's going. Does that, to- does that change for you though? If Baltimore goes and loses to Tennessee, and they're a four-loss team nope. against the undefeated Steelers, because that nope. doesn't feel as big to me. Raven Steelers, good or bad, that 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 is a nuck. When the Steel, I mean the the I think it was the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl. They played the Steelers in Baltimore. Ben Roethlisberger was out. Their backup quarterback Byron Leftwich broke his ribs in the first game while walking into the end zone. Like he ran for a touchdown. First of all, Byron Leftwich ran for a touchdown, tripped over himself, broke and, and cracked his ribs in in just walking into the end zone. And then they needed Charlie Batch in his last ever start in the NFL to beat the Ravens in their house in a Super Bowl season, and he did. And, like, and anyone that tells you that just because one team might not, it might not be as good as the other, that this dies out, it does not. Ravens-Steelers is still that kind of a rivalry. Um, and, and here's the thing. If they do lose to the Titans, I mean, by that time, you know what, that's, that's next week. You know, if the, that, this, this could end up being a clincher game because – if the Steelers beat the Jaguars, they're ten and zero, and the Ravens are what six and four. Mm-hmm. That would mean that the Steelers would go would have a chance to go eleven and zero, with the Ravens going, uh, uh, what six and five, and then that would push them out of the playoff race because now not only mm-hmm. do you literally can't catch them, um, they, the Steelers have eleven wins, you have five losses, but you, they have the tiebreaker over you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, uh, to me, this would. It, Win or lose for the with that Titans game, that would be a do or die game for the Ravens and put even more pressure on them. And again, it's it's Thanksgiving night. It's Steelers Ravens at Heinz Field. I think there's a there's, there's a lot of potential for that game. Yeah. Okay, you talked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but let let's do our let's do our our NFC West fans a, a, a favor here. What's your final score prediction for uh, Seahawks Cardinals? Wow, that's a great question. Um, it's going to be tough. I'm going to go that is going to be a last possession game. And it's, it's going to be possession. Yes. Maybe not score tight. I'm going to call it 27, 24, 27, 24. I'm saying this is going to be in the thirties, both ways. Mm. I'm saying 35, 31. And I think the Seahawks find a way to get on top. I think it's Russell Wilson figuring it out in the end with a, with a late touchdown drive. Uh, maybe a big play of DK Metcalf because, and I'm I'm wish I'm willing that into existence because I have him on like three fantasy teams. Um, but uh, 
but but yeah, I, I think I think both of us are right. I think this is a one possession game, high scoring, lots of fun. Get your popcorn out, y'all. It's going to be a fun one in on Thursday night football. Ryan, we made it to the end of the show. Thanks so much for doing this as always, my friend. Um, can you let people know where they can find you and more of your work? Yeah, everything I do is on the Twitter account at Ryan Tracy NFL, all one word. Uh, I do uh, RGR football over on YouTube, and you can find the Rogue Analytics if you, for all of your draft needs as well. And I appreciate everything you do and help me run through this because I can't run a show like you do. So more power to you, my friend. <laughs> Please, man. Now, uh, I appreciate you, man. You're such a great co-host. We're, like I said, we're the NBA Jam co-hosts of, uh, of Locked On NFL. So the NBA Jam game. We need you better, you better pick us. But – um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. I'm the host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can follow my stuff there. I also write for DKPittsburghSports.com where I cover the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers for them. Go there to subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com for $4.99 a month, $39.99 a year. You get all of our content on the Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, Duquesne, everything Pittsburgh right there for you thanks so much for listening do turn in to tune in tomorrow we've got Bo Brack and your boy Q taking you out recapping that Thursday night football game and getting you ready for the weekend for the Friday edition of the Locked On